Thank you, Brother Terry. Thank you, choir, praise team. Thank all of you for taking part in our worship this morning. If you brought your copy of God's Word, we'll look at three different passages. We'll look at Mark chapter 1, and then we'll turn to Luke chapter 1, and then Second Chronicles. Mark chapter 1, uh, Luke, chapter, Luke chapter 11, I'm sorry, verse 1, and then Second Chronicles. We'll share with you a sermon entitled this morning, keeping with our theme, Becoming More Like Jesus in Prayer. Becoming More Like Jesus. You know, last week we dealt with uh, sanctified. We're sanctified. We'll talk about that a little in just a few minutes. We're sanctified in position. We've been saved. We've been justified by Christ. We've been uh, sanctified. We've been set apart to be used for the purposes of God. So we have a position of sanctification, but also we have a progression of sanctification. The progression is that we're uh, becoming more like Christ every day. We should be. We should be becoming more like Christ every day. And so that's the title, Becoming More Like Jesus in Prayer. Now, if there's one thing that Christ did, he prayed and he encouraged us to pray. And so we want to grow in sanctification, this process of sanctification. Now, after sanctification, there's this glorification. And glorification is when he calls us home to heaven and we'll be like him. But now we're not like him, but we're, we're trying to be like him. We are becoming more like him. And there's things that help us along that path that we want to deal with. Now, if you'll notice, it says becoming more like Jesus in prayer. Then down at the bottom, you'll see it's your move. And so there's some things we're going to talk about that will help us along the path becoming more like him. But I can only do so much. I can share his word with you. I can encourage you. I can give you material that will help you, scripture that will help you. But then after all of that, it's your move. It's your move where you're going to move from where you are in your process of sanctification to where he wants you to be. And so today we're going to be looking at becoming more like Jesus in prayer. And then at the end of the service, in, a, in, an, invit, in an invitation time, it'll be your move. It'll be your move. Now when you came in today, our, uh, our greeters put... Um, uh, put a, uh, an outline of today's sermon. I hope you'll keep sticking your Bible because that's going to be going into a prayer journal, hopefully a little later on. You'll have that. Then also you'll have a commitment card. We'll talk about that during the end of, at the end of the service. And then it'll be your move. It'll be your move in regards to prayer. And so between now and then, I'm going to fill in the blanks, and we'll go from there. And then we'll let God speak to our hearts. And then at the end, it's our move, whether we progress or not. Okay? And that's kind of the pattern for weeks to come. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come together in this time of worship. Thank you for each person here. Help us to have a desire in our heart to become more like you. We pray that you will be our example that we'll want to be just like you. And today, speak to our hearts in, about prayer, that we will want to become more like you in prayer. Help us, Lord, assist us, we pray, 
as we make that commitment in our life today. And for we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. We want to look at one verse. Mark chapter 1 uh, and verse 35. God's word says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and he departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. So notice it was early in the morning. He went out. He found a solitary place, a secret place. And he did, he did that for a purpose. He did that to pray. So he did that in the morning, the very start of the day. It's a good time to pray. If you would, look to Luke chapter 1. Uh, Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, I'm sorry. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. And we want to look at verse 1. Thank you for bringing your Bibles because that's going to be that's going to be another discipline we're going to talk about later on, and that's our Bibles. So don't depend on the screen or your phone. Bring the hard copy, okay? Chapter eleven, verse one. And it came to pass that he's, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, "Lord, teach us to pray." Now, they saw him praying, and they wanted to do just what he was doing. That's what we want to do. We want to be like Jesus. They wanted to be like Jesus. And so the request was, Lord, teach us how to do that. As John taught his disciples, so John taught his disciples how to pray. Now, if you would, look at Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. We're going to bring all these together this morning. Second Chronicles, and we're going to look at chapter 7. Familiar passage, Second Chronicles chapter 7, and we'll pick up reading with verse 12. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. And it's right after he built the temple. The Lord came to him, and he said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. So Solomon prays. I've heard your prayer. I've chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. And then he says this, verse 13, If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. If you have a severe drought, there's no rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land, if you have this pestilence and all of a sudden your crops are eaten up, there's no food. Or if I send pestilence, there again, among the people, here's what we're to do. If you're going through a hard time, even through a wartime, even through war times of our history, whatever's happening in our nation, this is what you're to do. If my people, that's us, which are called by my name, that's the Christian, that's godly people, they shall, if, if they shall humble themselves and pray, humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, will forgive their sins, and will heal their land. So it's real simple. He said, if you'll humble yourself, things going on in the nation, things going on in our nation, if God's people will humble themselves, if they'll pray, if they'll seek his face, they repent, turn from their wicked ways, they'll repent, he'll hear from heaven, he'll heal our land. So that's the formula. Now, this has been a very upsetting kind of a gut-wrenching week for godly Americans and really believers around the world. This week, the governing body, the Senate, 
of the state of New York voted and cheered and celebrated the passing of the Reproduction Health Act. If you would look at this just for a moment. I think we have just a little what happened after the act was passed. Now that, is there a video on that? Good, okay. Okay, in essence, what they did, they stood and applauded. They were so happy that they passed this abortion act. They, uh, and it, they went, here it is. Thank you, girl. Okay, I'm going to share with you what they're rejoicing about. And they went a step further, and they went to the, they went to the Twin Towers, and they lit up the Twin Towers in celebration. Do we have that? That's what the Ten Towers. Towers looked like after this abortion bill was voted in for the state. They voted it in by 38 to 24 vote on the anniversary of the Supreme Court decision of Roe versus Wade. The bill had already passed the state assembly 92, 92, I jotted down, 92 to 47. And this bill, in this bill, the abortion would be available to women essentially on demand up to the point of birth. Up to the point of birth. You go into labor, decide you don't want the baby, they'll abort it then. Don't have to be by a physician, can be by an uh, attended nurse or a midwife and something of that nature. The bill will also, will, the bill will also decriminalize abortion, moving it from a state criminal code to a public health code. The New York... New York previously had 544 abortions for every 1,000 live births. So for every 1,000 live births, they had 544, about half. That means that one, one out of three babies are aborted in that city. That means that the New York City abortion rate makes up more than one-half makes up more than one-half of the abortion rates uh, of, all, of, of that city, of that state. New York City alone makes up half of the abortion for that state. The state reported to the CDC 63,646 in New York City on 2015, 32.8% per 1,000 women aged 15 to 44. And as a whole, New York City, the state performed 93,000 96 abortions in 2015. So how does that make you feel? I mean, when I saw them standing and clapping and when I saw the towers, how, you know, how did I feel about that? How do you feel about it? Does it make you angry? Does it make you sad? Does it make you sick? How do you feel about that? The big question is, how do you think God feels about that? How does he feel about that? Is he sad about that? Is he angry about that? Is he revengeful about that? Is he wrathful about that? Is he revengeful and wrathful and angry at the politicians of New York or the citizens of New York? Or about, how about America as a whole? So what, what do we do as believers when the potential of godly wrath from a holy God is facing our nation. What do we do? 
According to 2 Chronicles 2, 13 through 14, we're to humble ourselves and we're to pray. We're to seek His face. We're to turn from our wicked ways. And then He'll hear from heaven and He'll heal our lands. And so if we humble ourselves and we pray, now let me ask you this, how did you respond when you heard about this pagan law that permits the taking of the life of a poor, innocent, defensive baby still in the mother's protective custody of her womb? How did you feel about that? I'm afraid America, America is in great danger because the heathen have shaken their fist in the face of a holy God. And Jesus said that it would be better if a millstone would be tied around your neck and dropped into the sea than to offend, the word offend means to harm, it means to hurt, it means to torture one of these defenseless children. So mark it down. Just remember this whenever, because I believe it will take place, that no one who's ever sanctioned or performed such an evil act, no one has escaped, no one has escaped the wrath of God. No one. So what do we do? What do we do? As God's people, we get mad. It's all right to get mad. Jesus got mad. He got angry. The Bible says, "Be ye angry." There's this, there's this uh, a righteous indignation where you're mad at sin. This is this makes you angry, but He says, "Be ye angry and sin not." But it does make you angry. God's word says, then we humble ourselves and we do what? We pray, we seek his face, we turn from our evil ways. Then he'll hear from heaven, he'll forgive our sins, he'll heal our land. And so last week I shared with you about taking steps to grow in our sanctification, our holiness, our set-apartness. And we have that position where God sanctified us, set us apart, has a purpose for our lives, and that purpose primarily is to, is to grow and to be like him. And so with that in mind, becoming more like Jesus in prayer, and then it's your move. First of all, if you'll notice on your outline, there's a pattern. In this pattern, I jotted down there, there are several patterns. I went through the old Master Life book that I picked up in 1982, and, and there are a lot of patterns in different uh, people give in prayer books that you can use in your prayer time. What I'm trying to do is to help you have an organized prayer, daily prayer time. So first of all, if you'll notice, there's a pattern, and I wrote out there, cast, the cat, C-A-T-S. First of all, the C is C, confession. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 13, God says, stop, stop, bringing, stop bringing your offerings. And then he says, you know, the problem was they had sinned and they did not repent, but they still participated in worship. Can you imagine? Yeah, I can imagine. They'd sinned, but they'd not repented, and they still, they still came and worshipped. And he says, listen to Isaiah, if you will. Let me find it. Isaiah chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 13. Bring no more vain oblations. Don't bring your sacrifices. Verse 16. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes, cease to do evil. So before you pray, confess. Real simple. 
Before you pray, confess. When you have trouble praying for any length of time, I'm trying to give you a pattern. You say, Brother Sammy, I, I just can't pray. I, I, I don't have, you know, I can't pray long. Well, first start confessing. You think, well, I don't know anything I've done. Ask your wife. She'll fill you in on some things, perhaps. Ask somebody. They'll tell you. Believe me. So spend time in confession. Secondly, notice spend time in adoration. If you have trouble in knowing what to say, use a song. Use a song to adore him, something like amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Lord, thank you for saving me. Adore him for that. Maybe the song, there is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. That'll get you adoring Christ. So you want to confess your sins. You want to adore him. Confession, adoration, then thanksgiving. Just start thanking him. Thank him for your Thank, thank him for your spouse. Thank him for your children. Thank you for your grandchildren. Thank him. I was thanking God the other day for my, my parents, my, my in-laws, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. They're with the Lord now. I was just thanking him for the family I grew up in and how God used me in those, those times as a child. Just thank him. Thank him for your children, your grandchildren, your parents, your house. Thank him for the sun and the moon and the stars and the rain and his grace. Thank him for that common grace that everybody receives, like rain and snow and, and the sunshine that he gives to everyone. Thank him for salvation grace, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. Thank him for that salvation. So you want to confess, you want to adore, and you want to thank him in prayer. Then notice what else, not only thanking him, then when you've done all of that, you want to offer your supplications, the S. Confession, adoration, thanksgiving, supplications. That's your petitions. So make your requests known to God. I promise you, you'll be praying and you'll be experiencing a great prayer time. So the point is, if you've been struggling and praying for any length of time, use this pattern. There's some others out there, but, but this will help you as you start your prayer time with God every morning. Now, so first there's a plan. There's a pattern. Then there's a plan. I have that listed there. Look at the plan. The plan is you're going you're gonna to pray alone. You're going to kneel. If you can, if you're physically able, there's a reason for that. We'll talk about that. You're going to pray out loud. There's a reason for that. You're going to pray with a list, and you're going to use the pattern, cats, okay? So you're going to pray. You're going to pray alone. Get alone. Someone said this. Don't know where I got it, but he said this. The secret of prayer, the secret of power in prayer is to pray in secret. Get along with God. I mean, get along with God where you're not disturbed. Jesus went off to a mountain to pray. Jesus kindly secluded himself to, to, to pray. Get along just you and God. So the secret of prayer really is to pray in secret. Find you a quiet place to get by yourself. 
And then secondly, notice, kneel down. If you can kneel, physically able, kneel down. Bow your head. You can bow your head. That's a sign of humility. You can look up. That's a sign of humility. If you would, you can stand. That's great to stand. That's recognizing the sovereignty of God. That's reverence Him if you stand. I get so upset when somebody prays, sitting down, that can stand. My goodness, you're talking to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Stand up in reverence when you pray. There's nothing wrong with that. It's recognizing His reverence. He's reverent. And so if you can, kneel. If you can't, that's fine. Bow your heads. Fold your hands. You know, a lot of, you know where this sign came from? You know, this is, this is a humble sign. Shows humility. You, you, you can fold your hands like this. That's humility. That's a sign of a humble heart. And so you can posture. Listen, posture promotes humility. That's why people kneel when they pray, stand when they pray, bow their head when they pray. That's humility because you're going before God Almighty. And then pray out loud. Pray out loud. Not, not a whisper. You're by yourself. Talk to God like you're talking to, to your friend. Speak out loud. You know, that's, that's part of the greatness of being alone with God is that you're talking out loud. You're speaking out loud. There was a missionary in Guatemala years ago when I went over there about in 19, uh, somewhere 89 uh, or something, I guess. And his name was George Martinez. And George was sleeping. He had a bed in the same little room that I had. And George woke me up every morning talking out loud, speaking out loud to God. And uh, he, he wasn't hollering, but he, he was talking to God. He was, it was above a whisper. I never will forget George on his knees beside his bed talking to God every morning. So get, the, get, get somewhere where you can become humble. Get somewhere where you can speak aloud to God. And then, if you would, with a list. I wrote that down. Take your prayer list. Take your prayer list from church. Take it. And have your devotion time. Get something written down, those things that you're going to pray about. So take your prayer list, take your prayer journal, just uh, start your prayer journal, things that you're praying about for your spouse and for your children, for your church, for your pastor. Just write those things down. And if your mind begins to wonder, write out your prayer. There's nothing wrong in writing out a prayer. There's plenty of prayers that's been written, prayer books that have been written, just people's prayers. And so if you will... Notice there, you get along, you kneel down, you kneel down with a list, and then you follow the pattern of cats, and so you have the pattern, you have the plan. And then, notice third, I listed, I believe I listed, get a partner, get a partner. Judy, I'll ask Judy, you know, I said, honey, it's time to pray, we need to pray. We pray for the children, we pray for special needs in their life, in our life, pray for our church family. On, your, on the prayer list, I'll, I'll see who's sick, who's been sick during the week, and had their name on the prayer list, try to pray for them. At night we pray, in the morning we pray. When the kids were smaller and all at home, we gathered around, held hands, had a prayer. No one left the house before we had a prayer. We prayed. And so prayer partners, call a friend. You know, that's an accountability. If you have a prayer partner, say, listen, just a reminder, have you prayed today? That's not going to offend me. Yeah, I'll appreciate it. So if you, you know, get the, get the partner. You, someone said this, 
the hardest moment in prayer is the first moment. The hardest moment in prayer is the first. How many of you can think about just about anything to do except pray? I mean, am I the only one? I mean, I, I'm honest with you about it. You know, it, and I'm going to pray in 20 minutes or... Uh, that 20 minutes comes, and I'm doing something else, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray on Monday, or I'm going to pray on Tuesday, or I'm going to pray on Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday is a busy day, real busy day. Sunday, I would be at church, and I had really good intentions. The hardest moment to pray is the first moment. Remember that. And so I've, I've experienced that in my prayer life. I do often. I have to, I have to really make it a point to pray. So get a prayer partner. Maybe a spouse, maybe a friend. Maybe, you know, you may pray with each other at night, may pray in the morning, call on the phone, you got nothing else, send a reminder text. And so you have a pattern, you have a plan, you have a partner. And then I want to mention this, you have a pace, a pace. How many think Jesus, you know, you think Jesus was pretty awesome in prayer, say amen. Well, yeah. Let's do that again. If you think Jesus was awesome in prayer, say amen. Amen. I do too. Right before his betrayal, right before his crucifixion, right before his, you know, his trial, he takes his disciples, he takes these guys with him, not, takes three. He says, listen, I want you to stay here while I go a little further and pray. And so he prays an hour and he comes back, and what were they doing? What? Sleeping. They were sleeping, and he says, look, I'm going to go back, and while I'm, while I'm away, you, you know, you pray and watch. And so he comes back, and what's, what are they doing? They're sleeping, and he says, could you not watch and pray with me for one hour? Have you ever prayed an hour? Have you ever prayed an hour and a half? Maybe you've prayed an hour. Some of you may have. Some of you may have prayed an hour and a half. Some of you may have prayed, you know, uh, um, uh, 30 minutes or 15 minutes or you know, but Jesus, Jesus prayed, you know, Jesus prayed two hours there. I've prayed an hour, I've prayed an hour and a half, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, I've prayed five minutes. What you do is set your pace. You have to do that. Get your clock, get your watch, get something, maybe a watch with an alarm on it, or get something that'll remind you, set your alarm for five minutes, go through cats, and then go through the plan, and alone and kneel down and pray out loud with a list for five minutes say amen clock goes off then that's it do that every day for a week and hallelujah at the end of the week you've prayed five minutes every day then do that for 10 minutes then hallelujah you've done that 10 minutes and then do that for 15 minutes and then hallelujah you did that for 15 minutes and then all of a sudden you increase your time you don't even think about it because you're praying and talking with the lord before you know it, you won't, you won't, uh, you won't use your phone, and, and that time will just be precious to you, be important to you. Prayers work, and prayer is real, and it's awesome, but you pace yourself. You should, you should never be ashamed of praying, but you should be ashamed if you don't pray as a believer. And so begin, begin today, commit that to prayer. Don't, don't let the fact uh, that, that you're not where you want to be in your spiritual life and that, uh, you know, you, you wish you were a little farther along, just start where you are today and be, commit yourself to pray. If you're just uh, 
you know, if you'll just commit yourself, the pattern, the plan, the partner, the pace, and then let me finish with this real quick. You've got particulars there. Instead of praying, listen, instead of praying for your unsafe friend to be saved today, just pray and thank God that one day that person will be saved and that God will continue until then to soften that person's heart. Just continue to pray. Not, not pray for salvation today, but continue to pray for your unsaved friend to be saved someday, that God will do things in their life. Pray for a good conversation with that person that's related to the Lord. Pray for the means to the end. What you want to remember, pray if you have a prodigal child that's wandered off. Just pray that, that his or her friends will turn against them. Pray that. You pray, send them home today. Send them home tomorrow. No, pray. Pray toward the, pray toward the means. Lord, uh, take their friends and, and turn them against them. Pray that their sin will be like gravel in their mouth. It's, it's terrible. It, the sin is terrible. It, it's not good for me. Pray that God will deal with them that way. Pray that they'll, they'll have sleepless nights. Some of you tell me you're praying that loved ones having sleepless nights. Pray that God will do that. The scripture says that in the day of trouble, I will visit them. So pray for a day of trouble and pray that God will visit them. Wake them up. Speak to their heart. Pray. Pray for the strength to, to, to lean upon the scriptures while you pray. Hold on to it for the entire day, that prayer and those scriptures. Don't let it go. The point is, let's pray some particulars toward the end rather than just for the end. And so there you have your guide to prayer. In just a moment, we're going to have an, an invitation hymn. You have the guide to prayer. Put this in the back of your Bible. Like I say, hopefully one day soon you'll have a little prayer journal. You can stick that in just to help you, just to guide you to pray. Now here's where, here's where we come down to some serious stuff. Now, you may be thrilled to death about your prayer life, happy. There's no way you seem to think you can improve it. But you may be like so many today, like I was. You know, sometimes I would I'd get up, I'd get so busy, I'd mean to pray, and then I'd get started, and all of a sudden the devil would attack me, and I think, I should have prayed this morning. I got busy, I took off out of the house. And so here's what we're going to do. We know we want to be like Jesus in our prayer time. Amen. We want to be like him. That's why he sanctifies, be more like him. Here's what I'd like for you to do. A guide, a little prayer card, a little commitment card there. It says, my prayer commitment. Realizing that I have been set apart for the purpose of becoming more like my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, I take my step in personal commitment to begin each day in prayer. Now, that's the commitment. Now here comes our part. It's, it's your move. It's my move. Where I'll be willing to do that. Are you satisfied where you are in your prayer life? How's God going to straighten our nation out? By his people praying. That's what he's waiting on. And if we get mad and if we get frustrated and we get all bent out of shape and angry, and want to be, re, you know, be resentful, and we want to do our own vengeance. 
and we don't pray, we shouldn't expect to hear from God. So what I want you to do, if you would, this is his invitation. And what I'm trying to do and our church is trying to do is help us in the process of sanctification and being more like him in prayer. That's all it is. So what I'd like for you to do in this invitation time, I'd like for you to just come, lay these cards on the altar. You might want to come up here and pray. That's fine. But, uh, and this is individuals, husbands, wives, children, children. You're involved in this also. Uh, you're, you're involved. You, you can pray. So what I want you to do is come. Terry's going to lead us in an invitation. We're going to pray. And then you come. You say, well, I'm going to have to pray about it. My daddy told me something one time. He said, you know, there's some things you really don't have to pray about. You just know you need to be doing it. And so if you're not praying right now and you're a believer, you're having, I know you're having a difficult time. On Wednesday night, I've been teaching for weeks on prayer and about worrying. And Jesus said, don't worry. Philippians, <coughs> Philippians 4, 6, and 7. He said, don't worry. Bring worries to me. That's what he says. And he always answers a prayer. You know what he'll give you an answer with? Peace. He may not change his circumstances on the outside, but he'll give you peace on the inside. He does that. He does that. He'll give you that peace. He's more concerned about what's going on inside of you than what's going on on the outside of you. And he'll give you that peace that passes all understanding. But you have to pray to get that peace. So don't expect anything from the Lord until we talk with the Lord, until we pray. So go by acts. Don't go by acts, go by cast. You know why we don't use the acts? You know, acts was uh, uh, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. But really we need to do the confession before we do anything. So let me encourage you. Come today, lay your card down, and we've made enough for everybody. And we'll keep them. If you don't make the decision today, you come make it. But you're missing a day if you don't make it today. Start in the morning as he did. Let's meet him in the morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to come together. And thank you for what we've learned today. Thank you for the lesson that you taught us and how you went out early in the morning and prayed. And Father, I failed to do that so many times. Usually I'm already beat up mid-morning before I come to you in prayer. But help me to have that early, daily, quiet time with you, prayer time. And so I pray for each person here. Some may have just great prayer lives, study times, daily Bible reading times, prayer times. That's good. That's great, and I rejoice. But there are other commitments that need to be made today. And so, Father, I pray that uh, you speak to hearts. Just take charge of this service. It's not about me. It's all about you. And we're just trying to become like you. We're all on the same level, Lord. We are. So I pray for every person here today. I pray for those who've never received you into their life. Boy, it'd be great if they just come and say, Brother Sam, I want to be saved. I want to pray and ask Christ to come into my life and save me. And they pray that prayer, Lord, to 
to ask you to forgive them and to come in their life and save them. And they give their life to you. And Lord, you sanctify them, justify them, set them apart. Lord, start that process to be more like you. I pray some will come today. Others and transfer membership to grow, get plugged in, grow here. And Father, your will, I pray your will be done in this invitation time. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's going to lead us. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I'm going to